you gotta give value to become yeah. valued. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today. At our show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. You're going to love our episode today. I've got my friend Dakota Robertson, and many of you probably already follow Dakota on Twitter or Instagram. If you don't, uh, I know by the end of this, you're going to be wanting to, that's for sure. Dakota is the founder of Growth Ghosts. He's got some of the fastest growing social media accounts in Instagram and Twitter. And that's how I first came across from him. And we've chatted a couple of times since then. Uh, but he's a writer. He's you know great in marketing, social media. So you're going to love today's episode. If you're looking for tactical strategies, number one, follow Dakota. Number two, you're going to love today too. Dakota, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for the, the great intro. I feel flattered. So thanks. <laughs> Well, it's cool what you've created in a really short window too. And I, uh, as I've gotten to know you a little bit, and then of course, being a part of your newsletter and everything, learning lots about you, it's, it's fascinating to me because the success you have today is very cool after multiple failures in business. Um, but then also too, as I've learned a bit about your story, I mean, very unlikely, I think for a lot of people that go through what you went through. So I love starting with stories because it gives people perspective of you can go from anywhere and get where you want to be. So why don't we start with that? Tell us a bit about your background and your story. Yeah. So I was born in 1998. <laughs> We're going all the way back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, long story short, like I, I grew up out of the father. He he chose to smoke crack. Um, my mom gave him an ultimatum like, hey, you can raise your sons or you can go do that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, he chose to continue smoking crack or whatever. Um, so my mom raised me, my brother, he, he has a condition called cystic fibrosis, which is mm. like a, a lung condition. Mm. Uh, but he went, went to live with my grandparents. So I was raised by my mom, um, very hardworking lady. She was a waitress, uh, worked her ass off two jobs, uh, eventually found a boyfriend he was a drug dealer, um, but while she was working, he would take care of me. And I was taking on I was taking on all kinds of drug deals all the time. Wow. Uh, I was left in I was left in the car for hours on end. And back then, we didn't have phones or or sure. Game Boys and stuff like that to play with. So I was just I'd literally just sit out in the car and just stare at a window for hours. It sucked. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I grew up very close to my mom. I was a mama's boy for sure. Took on a lot of female traits because my mom's boyfriend, he wasn't very, uh, he wasn't a good role model and he wasn't, mm -hmm. I don't know. He, uh, he just wasn't a good role model, mm -hmm. but um, I, I was very affectionate toward my, toward my mom. And uh, yeah, that, that caused me to that lack of male role model caused me to be more timid, more shy, uh, just kind of more to myself. And uh, that kind of came out in different ways growing up. So I was, I was shy and I would get kind of made fun of a little bit for being the shy kid or I was, I'd cry easily. I was very sensitive. Um, eventually I, I kind of coped with different things by eating too so i got a little bit chubby i got called a chubby chunker at school and kind of yeah. just pointed out by kids for for being a bit fatter and uh when you're young and you you hear kids call you those names and stuff you 
you start to internalize it Absolutely. and you take on that, that identity of someone that's worthless or, or doesn't yeah. view themselves in high regard. So yeah, it was a struggle for me growing up, just struggling with low self-esteem, not feeling good about myself. And, uh, that caused me to eat more and stuff like that. So it was a shitty cycle. Mm-hmm. But uh, around the age of 13, I, I just got, I was in so much pain. I just did not like myself and who I was mm-hmm. playing video games all the time, eating mm-hmm. a shit ton and just, I don't know, being treated shitty by people. I just got really fed up by it. And I, I don't know who was the one to suggest it, but I started going to YMCA, YMCA boot camps with my my mom's boyfriend mm. and um we would wake up at like 4 30 a.m 5 a.m before school and we would hit the the ymca boot camp and i just fucking work my ass off and i would sweat and i, I would do there's times i would run to the bathroom and throw up because wow. i was working out so hard because it was yeah. this, i remember this uh the instructor jeff it was these trx bands and stuff was these boot yeah, camps yeah. and jeff was like a drill sergeant i loved it and he's he would just push us to the absolute max and after every workout i felt a bit better about myself because I'm like, okay i'm moving away from that identity and moving toward the identity i want hmm. uh so i kept doing that for a few years got thin or i like lost the weight uh mm-hmm. grade nine and people started treating me different differently it was interesting just noticing when you look different physically how people treat you differently it's mm-hmm. like oh that's cool um Around the age of 16, I got jacked because I started hitting the weights with my my brother and I respond well to to weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So I got I sized up pretty pretty fast uh, when I started doing that. People really started treating me differently then because I was known as the jack kid. Hmm. And um, it's funny is like everyone saw me as someone different, but inside I still felt like that fat kid, that insecure fat kid because mm-hmm. I, I adopted that identity early on. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of work to to overcome, but uh, yeah, eventually around eighteen, uh, one of my friends he introduced me to the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, and mm-hmm. that's when I got introduced to the self development world and uh, started just nerding out on psychology books, investing, uh, philosophy, all this stuff, and then uh, really, uh, really uh, sparked my interest in the entrepreneur game. Um, Oh yeah, and around the age of like 13, 14, my my mom and her boyfriend, they broke up and that was hard on my mom. My mom went to drinking and then she went to cocaine and then cocaine went turned into crack. This is over a span of like five years. But I watched my mom uh just turn into a different person. And it was wow. it was that was hard. Yeah, that was hard yeah. shit. But um Eventually, she died from a fentanyl-laced crack overdose when I was 19. And, uh, yeah, at that time, I was living with my grandparents and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty rough to see that. That was uh, that had a big, big impact on me. But uh, No kidding. Yeah, but eventually I found uh, Twitter, dived into that world, and uh, now it's kind of my life. Yeah, sorry. I was like a fucking lot of shit all over the place. I'm trying to find. I gotta write out a way to summarize it just really cleanly. I just yeah. go scatterbrain whenever people yeah. ask me what my story. Yeah, it's a powerful story, though. I mean, you think about certainly when you're younger too. A lot of the pain turning the pain into discipline and fitness, and 
and then noticing how, you know, in a perfect world, it probably wouldn't be that way that, you know, the, the way you looked impacted how you got treated, but we don't live in that world. And it's just the reality of what happens. Right. So it, yeah. um, can, can you talk, so you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at 18, uh, which by the way, I'm, I'm actually, uh, interviewing Sharon Lecter later today. So we're going to be talking. Oh, no about way. That. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like... yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Um, and, uh, but I know, cause you, I think you lived in Alberta at the time where I lived too. And so you were, you ended up in Twitter, but there's several different, you're in the oil field. You got a few different businesses, different things you tried. Talk a bit about that. And then we're going to get into life today. Yeah. So when I was 18, my school had a program where you can grad graduate six months early, uh, from regular school, from high school and get put into this year long program to become an electrician. Okay. And my brother took that route and I didn't know what I wanted to do going out of high school. So like, okay, screw it. I'll just, uh, I'll become an electrician, make some money. And while I figure things out. So, uh, yeah, I enrolled that program. I did it for a year. I became a first year electrician Mm -hmm. and, uh, right away I went up to the oil fields or oil and gas industry as an electrician because my brother was working up there and he had connections. Mm -hmm. So he helped me out and got me an intro to company, went up to, what was it? Pink mountain in Alberta or something, some weird name, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I went out there and immediately was working 12, 14 hour days in the freezing cold in Alberta in the middle of nowhere, away mm-hmm. from friends, family, all that stuff. And the people out there were just absolutely miserable, man. They were just, mm. just dicks, just absolutely miserable. And when you're the young guy too, coming on, of course you get picked on and shit like that. And uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of like elementary or middle school all over again. You know, you just getting yeah. picked on for just being different. It's like, God damn it. I hate this <laughs> shit. And uh, I'm just doing such unfulfilling work, like yeah. pr- practically a laborer. Yeah. And I was just miserable, man. I was just so miserable. And every day I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. And it was just eat, sleep, re- repeat, like eat, mm-hmm. sleep, work, repeat. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't get depression, but I, I was definitely on the brink of depression, just mm-hmm. being that, at that job for months. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is this is what life is like outside of school. It was just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was working, I would listen to, uh, try to listen to podcasts. I mm-hmm. would, uh, and there's one podcast I listened to is Jordan, the Jordan Harbinger show or Art of Charm. I forget what it was called at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he mentioned he went to Vietnam when when he was uh, younger and he said it was a life-changing trip or something along those lines. Mm. So that got like, put in my ear and was like, oh, maybe I should go travel or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so unfulfilled here and just feel dead inside. So, yeah, eventually I got just so fed up of working at that, that gas plant. And just feeling so unfulfilled, I was like, "Fuck! I wonder what else is out there." I remember mm. I was I was sitting, or I wasn't sitting, but I was standing knee high in mud at this mm. fucking gas plant, and I was standing there. I saw the most beautiful sunset of my life. I was staring. I'm like, "God! I like I gotta go out. I gotta like travel or some shit. I gotta see what's out there." So I, I, uh, I was planning to go to Southeast Asia and just I don't know, just explore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was. That would be like six months later when I was planning it, but it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I, bo- I pl- eventually booked the ticket. 
Um, I had a friend ask if he could join too. He he did, but uh, I quit my job or I I got laid off. I asked I asked to get laid off, respective respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically quit my job when December rolled around. I I went to Southeast Asia. I did a month in Thailand, a month in Vietnam, and a month in Cambodia, and uh, I had an absolute blast. It was it was amazing. It was just it was such a culture shock. You know, you're mm-hmm. when I stepped off that plane, I was like, holy shit! I'm I'm quite literally across the world right now, mm-hmm. and it was just because I made a decision, and it felt very empowering. Just realizing, oh, you can do that. You can mm-hmm. just book tickets to places and go you're an adult now and those it was really interesting to have the paradigm shift to realize oh you just you can do shit Mm -hmm. and on that trip uh we did all kinds of things crazy it was like something out of a movie it was crazy just the amount of uh, adventures we went on and stuff but uh on that trip i realized how much i enjoy freedom and freedom Mm -hmm. to do what you want live where you want uh, have the lifestyle that you want, not have a shitty boss tell you what to do, where to go, and all that. Mm-hmm. And it really, really just really pushed me toward, okay, I got to figure out a way to live a life where I can do this whenever I want, wherever. Mm. Um, but after that trip, I went back to working as an electrician with my brother on a project. This time I was working with him on mm-hmm. the on the project. And... Um, that was a lot better because it was a lot better energy, less miserable people on that uh, that uh, that work site, and um, that was also when I got introduced to crypto mm. because one of the guys was really into crypto and he was getting my brother into it. And I was like, "Well, Clayton, you should like watch out. Like, I don't know about that stuff. It's kind of crazy." And then I started researching it and diving into it. I'm like, oh shit! Like, there's actually stuff here. It's not just some magic internet money bullshit there's actually a lot of good utility that's coming out of this Mm. so i just man i got hooked when you people that are in crypto know like that start point when you realize it's actually a thing you just get hooked you Mm. become addicted you're like holy shit this is crazy you just research or you listen to all these things and you you imagine yourself all these untold riches and stuff down the line Uh, so this is 2018 and yeah. I started investing all my paychecks into crypto. Just mm. every, everyone was buying like these lifted trucks and stuff like that. I was buying magic internet money. Yeah. And this was after the crash, <laughs> the big crash of 2017 too. Yeah, that's so right. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people thought I was crazy. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 this is like, this is going to work. Like I'm not crazy. I swear. Yeah. And uh, so I was investing for a good two three years and the whole time is just going down down i just yeah. kept throwing money and I'm like no no it's like it's gonna go up again people are yeah. Just, yeah yeah you're you're an idiot yeah and um turns yeah, out you kept, weren't <laughs> yeah dude yeah it was crazy um but yeah i just invested a shit ton of money into crypto uh and that's what got me on twitter because i'd stay on the news with uh stay up to stay up to date with the news on oh yeah on twitter sure but uh yeah, and uh, during that time, like those two, three years, 2018 to 2020, uh, I tried different things to kind of uh, make money on my own, but I never stuck with anything. I tried Amazon FBA, I tried blogging, I tried flip fixing and flipping iPhones, uh, selling yeah. stuff on eBay. Yeah, I just didn't have an interest in it, so I didn't do it for long, and that's yeah. why I failed at it. I'm sure if yeah. I stuck with one of them, it would have turned out. Yeah, But... Um, 
yeah, I just never found anything I liked. But one day I was on Twitter and I was scrolling and I came across a course. I don't know how, but it was a course on how to grow on Twitter mm. from one of the one big account. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I remember the journal entry. I have the journal entry somewhere. It's like, I don't know where this is going to go. Seems interesting. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Some along those lines. And it was that this was September 17th of 2020. And I was actually in college at the time because I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna become a high school teacher because I I think that's something I would enjoy, I like teaching people. Yeah. And uh I've been mean, that's a common theme. I've I bounced around from job to job and all this different stuff because I was just so unsatisfied with everything. But um yeah, so I was in my second year of college at at this time and uh found this course, bought the course, took the course. Only grew to 750 followers in three months because uh, it was just bad advice in the course. Hmm. Um, We got to December of 2020 and I'm working at Domino's at the time. I'm in college and I'm like, shit, like I got to make a change with my account. Um, I came across a guy that was a copywriting account that was growing fast. He recommended I... I, I switched to something like copywriting for the theme of my account. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to do that. But also, I'm going to go all in on this. Fuck, mm. <laughs> fuck school. Because uh, I'm in my second year, but I'm learning more on Twitter than I am in, in school. Because I got introduced to the entrepreneur Twitter. Yeah. And I said, screw it. I dropped out. I quit my job at Domino's and I started a completely new account on Twitter. I had no idea how I was going to make it work, but I was just determined I'm going to make this work and just went hard with Twitter. And yeah, eventually really grew to a thousand followers in 40 days on Twitter. And I was like, Oh shit, this is working. Just kept going at it and kept growing my account. And eventually got to like 4,000 followers, hired a coach to help monetize Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, it was Danco. A lot of people oh, yeah. know Danco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he helped me uh, monetize a ghostwriting offer uh, within 28 days of launching that. I hit like 11K a month. I was like, oh, this is sick. This is crazy. Um, and then from there, just scaled my brand, scaled my business, learned a lot along the way. And uh, yeah, it's been, been a cool ride. So That's far. incredible. So two years ago, you just started that account then? Yeah. 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 It's been nuts. And yeah. how, ma- how many followers, just so everybody understands now, how quick things can happen? I think I'm at like 430, 430,000 followers total. I think yeah. Twitter is like 195. Yeah. Uh, Instagram's 210, 212. Yeah. LinkedIn's like 25 or something. That's amazing, yeah. man. That's yeah, amazing. That's nice. amazing. Like you think it was only two years ago, you had nobody following you and just started. 100%. You got almost half a million. Um, yeah. What's cool about your story too, as you were telling it, uh, there's different parts that I hadn't heard before, but you know, you think about successful people and different things. One is they usually start with a question, something along the lines of there's got to be a better way, right? So you're you're saying, I want freedom. So you go to Southeast Asia, take this trip and thinking there's got to be a better way than what I'm doing. And then later in your story, I find it interesting too, because you were trying all these different things. And then you said, but I, I just didn't like any of them. And so many people, I think today, when they're on their path, their pursuit of success, they're saying, how can I make money? How can I just make money? But then they start doing stuff that they might not even love. Maybe it does make them money, but they keep doing it for years. And it's not even something they like doing. And you did the opposite. 
you're trying all these different things. And so for everybody watching and listening, if you think about, so to, are you 25 now or 24? I'm 25. He, he's 25, making big money, right? Amazing lifestyle, gets to do what he wants to do, has the freedom he wants. And one of the secrets to his success, I can just tell by talking to Dakota, is that you were willing to try multiple things, figure it out, find a way. What is that actually like? And then lastly is, is you talked about when you found something you liked is you made a decision. I'm going to go well in. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to find a way. And then here you yeah. are today. Yeah. Pretty, that's pretty a, cool that's, formula. Yeah, man. I think that's a hundred percent the reason why I've found any success in life is because of my willingness to do uncomfortable things. So when mm -hmm. I started in the gym, very uncomfortable because it's something new. I don't feel like everyone's judging me, all that. I was like, fuck it, I got I was just gonna do it. Because I felt mm -hmm. such a pain. Like I have to make a change. Mm -hmm. Same thing with with trying these different jobs. Like I feel this this pain, but I gotta do something else. Like I can't do this. So I was willing to look stupid or whatever, feel yeah. like I was being judged for trying something new. Yeah. Posting social media content. It's scary at first, but you just gotta do it. Yeah. You just gotta tell your voice, your inner, your inner bitch to sh shut the f up um <laughs> honestly man like it's uh, people get so in their emotions and i do too but it's just you just gotta tell it to shut up like yeah. no you yeah. just logic you get more in your logic side brain and you just do the thing uh, there you because, go like what's the alternative man you see people man i saw people that were 60 working in the oil and gas industry and they're just they're just broken yeah. they got nothing nothing to show for their life and you just tell like oh, all yeah. these people just work their entire lives and God, that's a sad existence in my opinion, at least yeah. for my life. Yeah. Maybe not for them. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, th I think that if if you're not doing something that you want to do, there's probably the odd person in that industry that it's truly what they love and they're doing it, but it, it would be rare. And mm -hmm. I think that's true for most careers, most things. Most people are not doing stuff that they would love to do, right? If they won the lottery, it's not something they'd keep doing. And that's a good indication. Again, for anyone listening, if you're thinking, no, I wouldn't keep doing it you may not have found exactly what you're looking for, right? Find something that you love. Um, let's switch gears. So there's your story. There's some great success in there. Let's talk social media. Uh, let's talk a bit of marketing. I mean, most people listening, they want to grow their personal brand more. They they would love to go from zero to half a million followers-ish in a few short years. I mean, they'd love to grow by 10,000. So let's, uh, let's start with that. So if I'm listening right now, um, I've got 300 followers, 400 followers, 500, a thousand, let's say somewhere around there, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. What are some places you would start with in terms of recommending? How can you start to even grow that? Yeah. So first off, I would, I would look at, okay, what, what kind of content do you want to produce? So if you're more of an introvert, maybe start with writing and what are the platforms you can start with writing? Well, there's mm. Substack, there's Twitter. Twitter's my baby. Uh, mm -hmm. There's Medium. Uh, there's all kinds of different platforms, but you got to choose like which which platform you want to go on. If you're more video, you're more talking than YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're I don't know more visual, then maybe Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, so I first off pick one platform. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I got to be on TikTok, Twitter, all this stuff. It's like no, I just pick one and master that first. Just put your focus onto that and grow that one first. Mm -hmm. And all right, so how do you grow on a platform? I've grown multiple ones, and I, this is what's worked for me and might be different for other people. But when I first started my Twitter account, I was trying to 
talk about everything. It's like, oh, I got interest in philosophy. I got interest in fitness, all this. So I was, I was just talking about all these different things, but I barely grew because I just didn't have this focus. I, I, I was just talking about broad topics, self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And I just, there's so many people doing that. You just don't stand out. So when you're mm-hmm. starting out, you just, no one cares who you are. Mm-hmm. So I found growth or I found more more traction when I switched my account to a writing account and I got very specific about what I talked about at the beginning. I talked mm. about writing and I gave actual advice on the topic. So I'd educate myself from courses, books, mm-hmm. um, well, I was about it, courses and books and YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I would apply what I was learning and then I would teach it on the timeline. So I had this rule, one piece of actual advice every single day or my head explodes. So you see everyone on, on social media posting this fluff content, there's motivation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's cool and all. But if you really want to grow, in my opinion, you have to teach an actionable skill that you have interest in, but mm-hmm. there's also market demand for. So when those two intersect, you go for the one in the middle. And one, since you have interest in it, you're going to enjoy learning about it. So it's not going to feel like effort. Uh, or a chore to educate yeah. yourself on it totally. and then two there's market demand for it so there's obviously going to be people that want to learn it so you can grow your account and you can monetize down the line so one of the biggest mistakes i see people make is there's accounts that have hundreds of thousands of followers crazy mm-hmm. big accounts mm-hmm. but they they only tweet fortune cookie tweets or motivational content how are you going to monetize that mm-hmm. there's only mm-hmm. two ways one, you could sell retweets or story shares or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then two, I mean, you you could ghostwrite, but even then, it's you're not really, you're not going to know how to write for a business owner stuff like that. Yeah. So I would encourage people to yeah pick a skill, pick something they want to learn that's actionable. You can give actionable advice in, and that there's market demand for. So like sales, marketing, copywriting, email, sure, uh, whatever, and then start teaching on the timeline one piece of actionable advice every day when you say teaching on the timeline is that what you mean uh, one piece of advice a day is yeah that yeah okay. exactly so if if you make a tweet like can they use that can they see that tweet and then take action on that and mm. improve their life somehow mm-hmm. and that could be fitness too mm-hmm. um and then tweet about whatever post about whatever like as long as you're doing that one piece of actionable advice every day i, I think that's key okay yeah. Cool. So just to um, pause for a sec, I uh, want to continue on with this, but what you're saying is find the area of interest, something that you enjoy, because then it's not going to be work. Make sure there's market demand. And then every day there's actionable advice. And then you can post if you want to do, you know, motivational quote, here's what I'm having for dinner, whatever, but you've got one piece of advice every day. 100%. So okay. the way I like, I like to think of it. Okay. So you got your, it's like a tree. So you got yep. your roots. Yeah. Those are your, oh, sorry, my series going off. Siri, no. <laughs> I don't know why she does that. Um, so you have your roots of the tree. And those yeah. are your values, your your core beliefs and all that. So those yeah. are like, that's the roots of your brand. Yeah. And then at the start, you're just building out the trunk. So like you're not worried about branches and shit like that. You just need to build out your formation, mm. your trunk. And that's what you get very specific about is like writing. You're, you're known as the the sales guy or the yeah. email marketing guy, or copywriting guy, whatever. Yeah. So you're yeah. just building your trunk. You're building your base here and yeah. you're growing your following. You're getting that base following. 
And then as you grow bigger and bigger, that's when you branch off to more broad things. Okay. So for example, Dan Coe, he started with web design, talking about web design. Right. And that's how he grew. And then he branched off to different stuff. Now he's talking about whatever philosophy. Yeah. Spirituality. Holism, I like his yeah. Spirituality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same with me. I started with writing and now I talk about, I still talk about writing, but I just talk about other things as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. It's a common theme you'll see is like everyone, they start micro and then go macro. Yeah. And a lot of people, they want to start macro because they see yeah. the big accounts doing That's that. Right. Yeah. And they, they're struggling to grow. And like, I don't know why. As well, it's because you didn't see what they did before that. You got to you gotta give value to become yeah. valued. Yeah. And a lot of people, they just haven't given that value. Yeah. And people don't care what they say because of that. So if uh, an account starting out says drink water, they're okay, whatever. People are not going to care. Mm-hmm. If Naval Ravikant tweeted drink water, James Clear said, said drink water people like oh my god yes that's that's the secret all that it's because they they built up that competence and show that they know what they're talking about that's right and now they earn that right to talk about whatever they want so that's a big uh big thing a lot of people don't realize that's huge i mean that what you just told us and told everybody there that alone was incredibly valuable just right there to start with that thing so questions for you just i'm thinking of various people and different things. So is fitness. So let's say fitness is my thing. It's not my personal one, but let's say it was, that's what I wanted to brand myself. Is that too broad of a subject then? Or that could be my trunk. I think that could be your trunk. Yeah. I, okay. I, it's uh, I think when it comes to the offer, I think that's when you depends what market you're in, but yeah. say if you're a fitness coach, yeah, you can talk about posts about uh, social media or post social media posts about uh, fitness and how to improve in different areas. But if you have an offer, it's like, oh, I'll get you fit. You know, how many fitness coaches are out there. It's crazy. Like it's mm. nuts. So you're gonna have to find a way to maybe niche down a bit with your offer or or do some unique things at least in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. dude, when you're you're a big account. Uh, people, you could put out a broad offer, offer that's not too crazy, and people just buy it because it's you. They've, that's right. They know, yeah. like, and trust you. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, in the beginning, I I would say probably niche down or find some kind of USP to right. uh to separate yourself. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So fitness, finances, like you say, copyright, something like that. But you pick something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um. And then what about uh, tips for engagement? Like, how would you say if they're saying, okay, well, I'm maybe I'm doing that right They're They've got some micro content that they're putting out there. How, how do you recommend increasing engagement? Yeah. So it depends what platform you're on. Um, but let's like, use it. Let's use Instagram. You've got a great Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Instagram. So Instagram, this is the way I've experienced Instagram. What's worked for me, but reels are for getting new people into your audience because the I, I look at the analytics and the reach for like new new people is actually crazy mm. and those those reels can pop off quite a bit mm-hmm. um use carousels to nurture your audience so uh mm. your car- carousels or or image posts will show to your existing existing audience and not so much a new audience typically yeah um so you want to use that content to like talk about your story or, or show authority by giving actual advice, stuff like that. Um, and then your stories are more kind of like, those are only your, your biggest fans will watch your stories. Cause it's like mm. you're sitting through and, and watching your life. So 
uh, document, I don't know, funny things that happen or what's what you're doing. Like I, I posted a story about me eating beef liver uh, yesterday, last night. And it's just like, give them a nice. glimpse into your life. Yeah. And there's a few core principles behind uh, the types of content you should post. So I, I have this thing called the gap framework. So the G is for growth content. So that's your like basic content that just uh, maybe it could be motivational stuff or, or whatever, just the basic level stuff. That's nothing too crazy, but it's basically just to get your, get you out there and like top of mind. Cause that content's really easy to write. Yeah. Uh, so there's something called the familiarity bias in psychology, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like the more you see something or hear something, the more you like it. Yeah. So I think about right. the same thing with social yeah. media. Yeah. Um, like the pop song you hear, like you hate it at first, then you start totally. singing along after yeah. a week. So yeah. it's like that. I think with the social media content, the more you could be like top of mind and showing up in people's views, like, oh, okay, it's that guy. I like that guy. Right. Um, so there's the growth side of stuff. And then there's the authority based content. So that's the stuff like actionable advice and you're showing people how to do stuff or mm. take them from pain point to desire. You are the bridge and just showing that, you know, your shit, that you're the the writing guy or the, the copywriting guy or the sales guy mm-hmm. and uh, just showing your competence or social proof. And that's going to, that's going to build your authority. And so when someone has a problem, like, Oh, I want to, I want to be a ghostwriter. I don't know how. Oh, wait, there's that ghostwriter guy that has a, uh, an offer. I'm going to go to that guy because he's mm. shown his competence. He showed he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's the authority and you use that to get sales. Um, and then there's the personal side. And I think this is where a lot of people screw up is they don't show their story and they don't show their worldview or opinions. They're just neutral. They mm-hmm. just, maybe they just give authority content or whatever. And I think a lot of people screw this up because at the end of the day, people want to connect with people, it's social media. And when they, when someone connects with someone or they relate with their story or their worldview or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's very powerful. So say if two fitness coaches have the same offer, but you just like you, you connect with the one guy, yeah, the, you're going to go with him. Yeah, and even totally. you might even pay double or, or triple yeah. or whatever, just because you like the guy. Yeah. Um, like I, I have a friend that's a fitness coach online. I got to know, and, uh, I was like, oh, I can't, I want to get a fitness coach. So I'm more accountable. Cause I've been just slacking on my fitness lately. Mm-hmm. So I just, I was like, Hey, how much? Like just, uh, uh on a telegram message, uh, I don't even know what his offer was. I was like, Hey, just, do you want, how much to coach me? Mm-hmm. He's like four grand. It's like, okay, done. I just, I just paid him. I didn't know what the hell I was buying. I was just like the guy. And <laughs> yeah. I trusted him. Yeah. And I just, I, I bought it and it was, it was just easy. So that's the power of it when people like you. And yeah. you only get that when you share your story and you share a worldview and all that. So I really encourage people to, to do that. That's probably the best way to get engagement hmm. is if you have a hybrid of the authority content and the personal content. Yeah. And I call these viral transformation posts. So where you talk about a transformation you went through of how you were in pain point and then Mm -hmm. how you got to like some kind of achievement. So it's like how I went from broke kid living in a motor home to making or hitting my first $150,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like kind of pain point to accomplishment. And that's the shit that goes viral because people relate with stories. And are you saying so a post like that? So that's kind of a combination then of here's the personal, here's a bit of my backstory, right? I was living in the motorhome, that kind of stuff to achievement, but then 
there's the how to. So it's both authority and personal. Yeah. So it depends what uh, what kind of post it is, but like with Twitter, I don't have enough room to really go into it. But I'll sometimes I'll say like uh, at 19, I I struggled with yeah. eBay. At 20, I struggled with X. At blah blah blah. At yeah. 23, I struggled with Y. Yeah. And then, uh, but I kept doing A B C. Now I in certain accomplishment mm. that shit goes viral. Or when you talk about like. Uh, yeah, my mom died from a fentanyl overdose. My father smoked crack. My grandparents were alcoholics, but today I am in certain accomplishment. That's the stuff it's, it hits an emotion. It totally it's is. also a story uh, in a sense. And yeah. then that's the shit that goes like super viral. People are like, Oh, who is this person? All that yeah. stuff. And yeah. it creates that connection with your audience. Cause like, Oh, he's been through some shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I, and just so everybody knows that it's not just Dakota saying, I mean, if you follow his stuff, you'll know that it works. But I saw one of your posts, Dakota, of something like that. And I thought, oh, I've got my story of that. So I did that very thing. 21 started in business. 24 creditors were calling, was like about to go bankrupt. And then I went on to now life today, right? And, you know, we've generated millions in revenue and everything. And um, and that was my best performing post. It was a yeah. single post. It wasn't a reel. It wasn't even a carousel. It was hands down my best performing post. Was so just so everybody knows exactly, it works. It actually works in a big way. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. why do we go to movies? Imagine if we watched a movie where the hero gets everything he wants. There's no struggles. All that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, it'd be fucking boring. Like right. I think Superman used to be like just overpowered, and they had to add the kryptonite ask sure. to it because no one no one cared about him he's super boring so the more you can talk about your imperfections your failures your struggles mm -hmm. that's what people resonate with because it's human and yeah. people are flexing their rolexes supercars all that that's that's cool whatever but if you really want to build a connection and stand out talk about your your screw-ups and your failures and how yeah. you overcame that yeah yeah people they really do they relate a lot more to your failures than they do your success right i mean yeah. uh, the reality is most people in life are are not anywhere close to where they want to be in terms of the success they want to have. And so they're going through all of that stuff. They're harder on themselves than they need to be. And, and we all deal with that stuff. So that's beautiful. That's awesome stuff, man. That's really awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else in terms of the social side, but that's, I mean, people could just go back and listen to this last 15 minutes over and over. And I think <laughs> if you just did that, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably start growing for sure. So yeah, really good stuff. Uh, question for you on this. This is one, one last question on that subject. Uh, how often do you recommend? So again, let's stick Instagram. A lot of people listening are on IG. How often do you recommend posting? So you've got the authority post once a day, right? Mm -hmm. Actual advice. And then are you recommending another, any other kind of post, whether that's a real carousel post, two times a day, three times a day. What are your thoughts around that? I'd say if you're, I would, I would definitely recommend post every day. Right now, I'm not, or at yeah. least on Instagram, because I'm just yeah. posting on uh, Twitter mainly and running a business. But uh, yeah. I need to post every day. I, but if you, yeah, if you want to post or if you want to grow on social media, you have to post every day, like daily prior yeah. to your, your head explodes if it does not. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, so I would post at least once a day. If you're only doing Instagram, man, post like three times a day. Hmm. So I would do the one piece of actual advice, maybe do a reel yeah. uh, and then do something else. Do as much as you can without burning out. That's yeah. the main thing. Cause I've yeah. seen people go super intensely grow to 10 K or like real quick. Yeah. And they just burnt out and yeah. they, they quit. 
And yeah. it's like, well, maybe I was, I didn't go as intense, but I was just consistent the whole time. And now it's just right. compounded. Yeah. So you just got to post as much as you can without burning out, but minimum of one post a day. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome, man. So what, what's next for you? You've got, uh, you've got your company growth ghosts. I know, uh, uh, because you and I talked about it personally, but you've got the cohort you just did. We're still in the middle of that's been going incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about that. Cause I know there's gonna be another one in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, so I, I, uh, I learned ghostwriting in and out and I came up with all this, the systems and stuff for scaling. And, uh, now I am teaching other people how to become ghostwriters mm. and I'm running cohort, uh, a cohort for that right now. This one's like the pilot one. It's been going super well, mm-hmm. a really good group of people. They're getting really good results and all that stuff. So, um, basically going to systemize that cohort and start running up more of them. But uh, first month we are going over how to grow on social media. So all the ins and outs, mm-hmm. building your brand, all that second month, we're going into the business of ghostwriting. Sh- so showing how to do sales calls, I give them sales scripts, how to mm-hmm. uh, do outreach, how to do inbound, uh, how to run your systems, how to scale to 50 K a month all that stuff. And then the third month, that's going to be all like taking action. So that's when they're going to start landing clients. Uh, they'll be doing outreach. I'm going to be sending clients their way because I have so many people hit me up. So mm-hmm. I'll match them with uh, business owners and all that, get them clients. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we're halfway in right now. And uh, yeah, it's been kick ass. we got a community on a platform and we're all interacting, posting dank memes and all that stuff. So it's it's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll be running another cohort probably in within the next month or something. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Awesome. And, and where do you want people to obviously they can follow your accounts? Just give us your Twitter. And are they both the same Twitter and Instagram? No, I got oh. I got different ones, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, Twitter is wrongs to write W R I T E, and then Instagram is D K O T A Robertson. I paid a guy to change get my name changed to D K O T A just to simplify it, but it's one of the two. If you're listening to this for Instagram, okay. perfect. That's awesome, man. And then, uh, yeah, what uh, what are you excited about now? You got that going. Where where are you heading next? Bro, I got so much stuff. So I'm launching. <laughs> I'm launching a community with the copywriter of Wolf of Wall Street. Or he did the copywriting for Wolf of Wall Street. Launching okay. a community with him sometime within the next few weeks, and then I'm building. I'm working with a developer to build a software for has something to do with the ghostwriting cohort. I can't give too many details on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm launching that, and uh, I don't know. I just I'm gonna run up this cohort, keep running it up. So I'm just I don't know. I got a lot of stuff on the on the go. Uh, kind of losing my mind sometimes, and trying to balance that with creating content and answering messages. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm I'm. It's just it's really cool, man. Where I look back two years ago, and no idea what it would lead to, and it's been yeah one of the best decisions of my life. Just going forward with it and trying new stuff and getting uncomfortable, but. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited. I just traveling and working, creating content, and just I don't know. I just I just like life a lot right now. It's cool. It's awesome, man. It shows. It uh, yeah. ever ever since I even connected with you the first time, it's just been great to see what you've done, what you've accomplished at a at a very young age, and uh, and it relatively went from finding out what you actually wanted to do and then just trying it. A couple year window. I mean, I'm excited to see where you're going to be in five years. Where you're going to be in a decade. And yeah. all the incredible things, all the people you've helped and just the life that, I mean, you already live a great life 
and to be able to go to a whole new level. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you, brother. You're welcome, man. Uh, everybody, listen, I, I know you love today, right? If you weren't taking notes, you're probably going to want to go back and take notes on this stuff. Uh, listen to it again. Make sure you're sharing this episode. Everybody, virtually everybody, I should say, is looking to grow on social media. There was tons of value here. When you share it, whatever platform it is, make sure you tag Dakota, tag myself. If you're new to the show and you want to hear more great shows like this, make sure you subscribe. And uh, as always, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. Dakota, it's been so good having you, man. This was awesome. I know there was massive value for everybody today, massive value for me too. So thank you for everything you're doing. It's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you having me on. You bet.